Hi everyone, welcome to the second episode of the Rectag podcast. I'm Paski. I'm Flocky93. And today's guest is... Lala69. Hi, well, 16, uh, Lala69. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, a special friend of ours and um, Rectag user. Um, yeah, so um, tell us more about yourself. Um, where did you grow up and uh, mm. where are you from? That's the question I'm always dreading, but I'm French and Belgian, and I grew up between Paris, Nuremberg, and London. Went to school in the U.S., uh, lived in New York, and moved to Berlin. All right, so you grew up in London, and you went to school in the U.S., and then yeah. came back to Berlin, basically. So how, yeah. how does that work? I mean, uh, you traveling around, what, what, what was the reason for that? I don't, I don't really know, but I, I wanted to. I've always wanted to come back to Germany because I speak German and love the country and after three years in New York and Trump elected I thought it was a good time to leave. Is that the reason why you left? No, I'm, I'm half joking about this but it is true It is true that I I mean, I lived seven years in the US and I wanted to come back to Europe anyway so. Do you want to go to Berlin? Yeah, I ended up, I, I did a data science course here last summer and okay. never left so. Oh nice, actually pretty good, okay. Actually I was wondering because uh, you know whenever a president goes to university they always advertise it a lot and mm -hmm. <laughs> Your alma mater. Alma mater. Uh, alma mater. <laughs> thanks. Uh, is where the current U.S. president went to. Yeah. Do they advertise it at all? Do they keep, try to keep it quiet? <laughs> I mean, they're definitely. I don't know. I don't think they're proud of it. They're I, not proud. I don't know if I'm allowed to speak. And like, maybe the university is going to be mad at me. But I don't think okay. it's. I mean, I think it's a. I'll say facts because data is sexy. Mm -hmm. um, more than ninety percent of students voted for the Democrat Party. So. That just gives you a picture of the kind of people that go there and right. the values that they have. So, okay, um, I would say that people would support Trump or a minority at my campus based mm. on the facts. Okay, yeah, the the listeners can't see, but uh, Lala sixty nine biked all the way here. And <laughs> just today there was a huge huge storm, and she was completely soaked when she arrived uh, in a white t-shirt which was lovely <laughs> <laughs> that's, so now, that's sexist yeah. thank you uh, uh, right, thank you <laughs> <laughs> hashtag 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 not okay I'm sorry <laughs> so um, basically still but she, she now she now basically uh, wears one of our rectic t-shirts which she of course can keep and yeah and basically did on purpose I just wanted to absolutely advertise for you guys make when, a big entrance also, <laughs> when the hell is it raining and then we can yeah. and we knew because we're so many people telling us weather forecasts on our network it's basically everything uh, everything is used for that only mm. right when you use yeah. ragtag to know where <laughs> <laughs> the weather is what i envy you honestly because you look super fresh like you came out of a shower whereas us two we like sweat the whole day because it's plus 30 degrees it's perfect yeah and this room is really small and really it's just getting like i'm sweating like crazy. <laughs> yeah Oof. Why? Yeah. How did you learn German actually? Why? Uh, I lived in Nuremberg when I was super little, six okay. to nine, and I had a German nanny. Okay. Um, oh. And I always loved the language. I even studied it in college as like a minor, as a minor. As a minor. Okay. Did you go to like a German primary school? No, I went to an American. I learned English and German at the same time. Oh. When I was six. So my best friend was a Japanese girl who didn't speak English and German either. Um, <laughs> we, were just, we, were just, we were just the two best friends communicating in Pokemon cards at six years oh, old. Oh, <laughs> nice! I'm not even kidding. That's um, much, yeah, it's perfect. Okay. Wow. So, Pokemon cards and data. You were always kind of a nerd geek. 
Yeah, I think yeah. it's because my dad only had three daughters and I was the eldest and <laughs> we were raised in video games and I thought it was normal to go do karting every weekend with your dad and watch Formula One with him, so... Oh wow, nice, cool! Yeah, I don't know. Very cool. Yeah, we actually, uh, Floki93 and I, we talked a lot about the best game ever and in both of our opinions it's Pokemon. Train your I mean, Pokemon I played so much Pokemon, I don't know what I can say about this. <laughs> My dad still plays sometimes. Oh, hey! Actually, I also played like last year. I played a game again because <laughs> it's awesome. It's so much I have fun, to it as well. right? <laughs> it's more fun when you have people to play with. And I had my two right. sisters, my dad, and my Japanese friends. So. Right. How did you communicate with her? I have no idea. <laughs> Are you still in touch? Or? No, we were pen pals for a few years, but sadly not. Ah, okay. I mean, this was so long ago. Right. Maybe she hears this. <laughs> <laughs> she went back to Japan. I have this photo of her at like the Disney World in Japan. Mm. She sent me like care. We would send each other care packages for a few years. And that's actually cool. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's quite nice. What Pokemon cards did you? Well, no, I don't anymore. But she had the best Pokemon cards because she had the ones that you just couldn't have. Oh, <laughs> right, the shiny ones. Yeah, the yeah, shiny ones. Yeah, the shiny ones. Oh, man. Cool. Everyone was quite jealous of me because I got all the Pokemon Pokemon was awesome. I don't know if it's still that popular. Is it still popular? I think it's super popular. Right? Yeah. Really? But, I mean, Pokemon Go. I played yeah. Pokemon Go in New York. But oh, hey. I was just so lazy for Pokemon Go. I don't know. I tried to optimize it, but I had a turntable. So yeah. basically, you you only could have like you had these eggs, and they would only hatch if you walk, actually. Yeah. So I had I found a loophole. So basically, I put it on my turntable, so I would walk. Oh, and hey. It went actually pretty fine, and they updated the whole thing. It didn't. It work didn't work anymore. Ah. Just because of you. <laughs> Probably just because of me. <laughs> In New York, for at least a month, everyone in the streets was playing Pokemon. Like stopping on their city bike to catch a Pokemon, it, mm. it was insane. So when there was the hype of Pokemon Go, I actually went to Myanmar with my sister. In some smaller city there, Bar Colbago, and there was a crowd of people catching Pokemon. It's really cool. That's crazy. <laughs> I think it was one of the major apps that they released completely free for everyone, because they are very restricted. Mm -hmm. And yeah. They were nuts for it. It's actually pretty cool. Oh, nice. Huh. Well, we actually uh, we, we stalked your uh, online presence earlier to get. Okay. Like, yeah, Adam I, I, I actually expected that from mm. you. Ah, uh, yeah. So we also asked not, our mutual I'm not friends. I'm totally, totally stupid about this. I got all, <laughs> all the ragtag friend requests because I'm so great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we saw you. You did like uh, you taught in India, right? In an orphanage. Uh, yeah, I did that for a summer. I just worked in uh, an NGO called Tabar, and it's a provisional orphanage for kids. So it's um, kids that you find in the streets and that um, don't actually have a family they would like to go back to because they were separated from them in some way or another, like ended up on some train that brought them hundreds of kilometers away from their family or were stolen from their family or... Um, their dad killed their mom, but they still have aunts and uncles oh, and things like that. So they put them, but they were quite traumatized in the streets. So they put them in, in these schools that um, every day is the same, and uh, it helps them rehabilitate themselves. And right. also, it's like a police work to find the family. So my aunt works in NGOs in Paris, and I really wanted to work in India that summer because I was taking a class on Hindu mythology, and she introduced me to. The head of this NGO and I ended up working there for. I just went on my own for for three months. It was really, wow. really, really interesting. Very cool. Wow. Yeah, but 
insane, intense. Yeah, experience. I can imagine. Did they tell you a lot of their personal history? And, or? So it was. I learned a, quite a bit of Hindi actually there. I met a lot of other foreigners, and I feel like they worked in NGOs where it was catered to Europeans, mm. but it was more to get money from them than anything else. And mm. um, didn't really learn Hindi, but I had to learn so much Hindi because a lot of the kids didn't speak any English. Perfect um, way to learn a language. Right? Yeah, really, with like drawings and kids, and sometimes, so sometimes there would be kids for a few days that spoke really good English and Hindi, but often these kids would be brought back to their families quite quickly because they were generally more educated and mm -hmm. knew where they lived and knew how to get in touch with their parents. But I had these rare opportunities where I had kids who were able to translate everything for me. Mm -hmm. um, that was quite cool. Wow. So I got to understand a lot of their lives. Um, I mean, in data, I'm sure you uh, there are enough Indian colleagues, maybe, no? Interestingly, not. Uh, I just, um, my team were me, an Israeli, and a Macedonian. So, um, so why did uh -huh. you I studied mathematics and economics. Okay. So yeah, I did econometrics. And then I worked in training in New York for two years. Okay. In commodities training. So I guess that's. Sexy okay. data, right now. <laughs> data, right okay. Uh, and then I, um, I went to work for a company called Tough Mudder. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we wanted to ask you about that because yeah. did you participate participate as well? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, So they really, it was it was super fun because I was basically the only data person in the whole company. Um, oh. And when I arrived, the guy that was doing it before me, that was um, an Excel monkey, who just like did things extremely manually. Mm -hmm. um, I was like, I'm leaving in two weeks, um, bye. And he just showed me what he had been doing and it was really insane. Like se spending seven hours a day just changing formulas in Excel to update the reports. And then after two weeks he left and I, I, was, I had to figure all the marketing and finance predictions stuff for the whole company. They really encourage you to participate a lot in events and um, so I did a lot of random jobs at different events. So I was like info desk uh, manager for a weekend in Las Vegas and you basically get four volunteers in the morning. You try to, I, I think I explained that to you, where you try to get the hottest volunteers because people get less angry if you have hot. To ask questions or if they're mad. Mm. So if they're mad and you have kind of good looking, nice oh, people. hey, that's a good strategy. You know what is an even better strategy? They, they proved it actually. That uh, I think it was Costco. I, I don't know. Some American company. They had an influence as well for what people actually used to complain. And what they did is that. They put a huge mirror behind the person, so people would actually see themselves shouting at the person. Oh, that's brilliant. Wow. That solved all the problems. People Tough wow. to listen to them. <laughs> <laughs> started, started becoming really polite because, because they could oh, see themselves so being that's brilliant. the person yeah. nobody wants them. Right. That was like actually a cool I've thing. I've never heard wow, of that. Wow, that's really so. smart. Just one mirror. One mirror, basically, behind the wow. desk. So I love psychology things yeah. like this. Yeah. Just how um, using subtle changes, it just changes completely how people react or behave. The most interesting part here is um, if you have like a reference right next to it, he or she would not look like a like an attractive person. Suddenly. Yeah, comparison but, effect. Yeah. So what you should do is actually if you go out, go out with somebody who looks similar to you, mm -hmm. but a little bit, yeah. and then you the perfect way to, to meet people and, and start talking to you. Or go out with someone that looks completely different from you because there's the, no comparison the, effect. There's no comparison effect, yeah. I actually, I don't want to embarrass her, but I had this discussion with my sister uh -huh. this year because she has one friend where 
she feels like if she goes out with that one friend, it's just not successful for her. Because <laughs> <laughs> they look too similar. And okay. I, I think her friend is just more flirty. Cool. Does she live in Berlin as well? No, she goes to school in McGill, and she just did an inter She's finishing her internship in Rome at the French Embassy oh. in IT, the IT department actually. Working wow. around Michelangelo art. Oh, nice! Wow, there's a Michelangelo art in the embassy. Yeah, there's loads. It's beautiful. It's one of the most beautiful embassies. Um, but they don't they don't let tourists in as anymore. She told me in some of the areas where she can go. Um, wow! So it's like a museum, but it's an embassy. Yeah, wow, it's, in, that's it's in the incredible. middle of Rome. It's gorgeous. Jeez, have you been there? Yeah, I went to pick her up. Oh, nice. Okay. I went to visit her in Rome. It was really hard for her to get the job. I didn't know this about embassies. I don't know if you guys know this, but she's French, Belgium, UK mm -hmm. citizen. And when she first applied, they immediately rejected her and she asked them why. And they told her they don't like people with multiple passports because they have multiple allegiances. Mm -hmm. Which I think is so interesting, right? Like they should l embrace the fact that someone is international, but it actually uh, goes against you. It comes from old military rules, yeah. basically. So you would lose your, your citizenship. You could have multiple uh, citizenships, but if mm -hmm. you would be in an army or, in this case, diplomatic, you would lose the citizenship. They changed the law a couple of years ago in Europe, at least in most countries. Mm -hmm. But it's still the same same logic behind it. So, I don't know, if France yeah, and, and Belgium start, suddenly randomly start a war, that, that would be a problem, of course. I don't yeah. think Belgium would ever start a war with Probably that. not. <laughs> Just give up immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Because France... Well, we have the same thing, right? We can't... Um, same thing for Austria. Austrian yeah. citizens, yeah. yeah. You can only be Austrian. Yeah, because uh, I'm half Korean, and so yeah. I have to... Uh, I did my civilian service in Austria, mm -hmm. but if I... If I want to become Korean as well, which I could, then I would have to go to the military for two years in Korea. I have a lot of friends who had that in college. For, yeah, exactly. They come for freshman year. Yeah, and, and they leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, okay, bye. Yeah. And then they, they come back, back really buff. Two years later. <laughs> it's just strange. I haven't seen you in two years, you mm. know, but. Um, right. Oh man, Koreans like talk about it as if it's a prison sentence. Apparently, it's insane. Yeah. People die, actually, my Korean uh, friend told me. Like suicide? No, yeah. apparently, people die because the. Something, I mean, apparently uh, it's not something mm. that's talked about that much, but yeah. she, uh, her brother was going and right. she told me that her mom was really scared because apparently there's sometimes accidents uh, so Yeah, it can happen. Yeah, they're really tough, but it got much better. But yeah, my cousins, they told me uh, every once in a while they have to watch a video on why not to commit suicide. Because they don't, yeah, they don't talk <laughs> about it. But so, so that always means someone killed himself. <laughs> I really wonder what that video is like, and if it's I don't know. That's convincing. what he told me. Uh, yeah, they told me that. So you guys uh, have behavioral economics. What kind of video? <laughs> I mean, when we convince me not to kill myself. When we, do you remember, uh, like in Austria, when, uh, like before you go to the military at 18, you get a letter mm -hmm. on, uh, okay, you come to the to the military draft. To a draft, and then they have to, you know, check you medically and so on. And then when you're waiting, just be just before they check your your testicles, because uh, they have to check <laughs> if you have healthy testicles. <laughs> what uh, is healthy? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. You just um, they have to test your testicles. Yeah. And uh, so right before you, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And before you go in, <laughs> they, the military. Yeah. Imagine they say no to you. Oh, that probably happens, right? They kind of pull on your testicle. Have you? Oh no. Was it the same for you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> all of Vienna, all of Vienna, they all go to the same base. 
there's only one base, and yeah. every teenager, male teenager in Vienna, knows that one doctor. He enjoys it. Yeah, he's like, no, well, he's like, he's huge, he's like a two meter tall guy, he's huge, and everyone's afraid to go to, so, door number 21, that's, everyone knows it, like, you don't want to avoid it. Kids, door number 21. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But even when we were waiting, remember, before we have to get our testicles, checked you know um, they would show us a propaganda video on why we want to join the military and not go to the civilian service do you remember sure and it was this really really shitty propaganda video and you think and that they show a similar video that that is the bridge that you're trying to make here uh, yeah yeah so I mean I mean, I, I, I mean what kind of video convinces you not to kill yourself it's a uh, I don't know I've never seen it I think it's a like uh, that's what they told me so they always assume because they never talk about in the media they would never say oh another guy killed himself mm -hmm. right so but whenever you watch a video you can assume oh something might have happened 25 reasons why life is happy <laughs> like a BuzzFeed <laughs> article <laughs> yeah so apparently most of the reasons is uh, they're in the military for two years and then their girlfriend breaks up with them uh, and then they kill and themselves? Then they kill Are themselves. you serious? Yeah, they can't handle. So, I mean, it doesn't happen that often, I must say, also, like, you know, but... I mean, I think number one reason I wouldn't kill myself is obviously being able to post on Rectag. Yeah. Hey! <laughs> nice. It's <probably> <laughs> I mean, what would I do without my everyday Rectag? <laughs> Apparently people who commit suicide never regret it. Oh my god, this is funny. Yeah, that's we're cutting that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not definitely... He's coming down on your next show. <laughs> <laughs> oh! I can still not forget, though, the men in black men. Hey! That was, that was a really good one. Thanks. Mm -hmm. um, so, Tough Mudder, do you think that's, like, uh, how come Tough Mudder? Did you wanna... Did you always... Because uh, I, I didn't really enjoy my first job that much. I was, um... I was quite bored. Mm -hmm. Um, and I also... I mean, it was my first job experience, um... So I, I was trying to think about what I wanted to do next and I actually started looking in the fitness industry because I met with this good friend of my dad's. Um, she was like, she's like a life coach or like she's a professional HR person. She's one of those intense ladies who asked me to meet her at 7 a.m. on a Sunday in her hotel. And she, I don't know, she, it basically, she basically told me what you actually enjoy doing and start thinking about that and then find a job in that and so right. I love sports um, and I just started looking at only in the fitness industry and somehow convinced them to hire me despite my nice. visa difficulties. Oh. Um, I had one year left and I basically spent it there. Okay. Wow, so what did you learn? Like, uh, did you participate at one uh, Tough Motor before you worked for them or? I actually hadn't. No. Oh, okay. But I, I knew about them. Um, yeah, I nearly did one or two, but I actually hadn't participated. Okay. And then there's like even levels, right? A top motor is already tough enough, but then there's like a 24 I mean, hour it's race. It's not that tough. Actually, they had difficulties really? when they came to Germany because their first event in Germany, um, they had used the same advertising as in the US where they're like the toughest event in the world. Yeah. But Americans, even if they're unfit, will still want to do it, you know? And 
they understand that it's slightly sarcastic. Mm. Um, oh, but, but then the first event in Germany, and the CEO was telling us the story, um, it was all these super fit athletes, just imagine oh, no. these crossfit German monsters who show up, and they had never seen a crowd like this, because normally it's a very varied crowd, it's a lot of families, mm. and, <laughs> and then you have these monsters <laughs> who are arriving, who are like, we're ready for the toughest event in the world, and they were actually all really disappointed by the events. Oh, no. They thought it wasn't that tough, so... Um, yeah, that's probably how you guys. Oh shit! You guys think so, I've never done a tough no. for telling me this, but. No. Wait, yeah. so people wait like, what's the fail rate usually? So there's the fail rate. There's no. Isn't there? There's not really a fail rate. So there's actually tough, tough mothers, but they're the regional toughest and the world's toughest mother. Um, a normal tough mother is either uh, eight to ten k or eighteen to twenty k with about ten or twenty obstacles on the way. Okay. Um, and they're just, I mean, you can run as fast as you can, as you right, want, right. but you don't have to, and it's generally more of a team spirit thing, and sometimes you're stuck in the mud, and your mm. friends have to pull you out, and things like that. Um, but then regional toughest is actually tough, because it's an eight hour long uh, race, and you do as many rounds as you can mm. for eight hours, and often during the night, so that's really hard, and World's Toughest Mothers is the same thing, but for 24 hours. So people do like 120k. Jesus. Um, but that's, that's professional crazy. ones where you can get a lot of money, like 20k okay. rises type thing. Makes sense. Okay. Wow, that's that's insane. 24 hours straight. Like. Yeah, it's insane. It's in Las Vegas. Um, I just did that one. Oh, that's where you were doing the info desk. That's where I did it. Oh, desk. nice. But I did different jobs. I did I did like uh, I did social media in Wisconsin, and I took it freaking seriously. Okay. I dressed up as a panda all weekend to do <laughs> obstacles. To get what? as many Facebook views as I could get. I'm actually, I got really into social media that weekend. I was doing a lot of Facebook Live videos, interviewing people. Oh, wow. Is it in a panda costume? Partly in the panda costume, partly not. What? So, wait, you did the whole, like. That, you didn't stalk me well enough because my sister posted a video on my wall of me doing um, electroshock therapy. <laughs> That's the and thing. And then you what you saw it? Uh, no, but I know what the electroshock therapy is. The it's at the end. It's like uh, you get shocked by electricity. There's like yeah. electricity fan. You just have to wa like run through it. Ah, from you Tough Mudder. Okay. I did not see the video. I you clearly did oh, not. Oh Jesus! Me. Wait. Okay. Guys, didn't guys, scroll down you guys enough. Are I guess. Not that uh, good at <laughs> Just it's LinkedIn, you're just so professional. Yeah, we're wow, professional. Wow, panda. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why, isn't that too hot to, or was it in the cold winter? No, it was in the summer. Isn't it too hot to do the 20K in a costume? I didn't do the 20K, I just, I had my my quad and I would go through. Oh, that's no, cheating. Oh, that's cheating. Yeah, it is quad like, like, like a I bike. wanted to get as many Facebook views as possible. <laughs> they don't want to see me running 20K. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was doing stupid videos where I would like come up from like one of the obstacles and like pop up and pop back down. Hmm. Or like I would make people dress in a panda. Uh, we had, yeah, I don't know. We had a long queue at one of the obstacles because that's one of the biggest problems we had there that I tried to solve actually right. using data. Oh, right. um, because we were trying to predict the flow of, of people going through the obstacles because you have a rate per minute, right? Or per obstacle, like mm -hmm. how many people can go through it. So we had right. long queues. So I just danced around on top of it and did push-ups for people. Hey, it's cool. quite funny. So what kind of sports made you apply for the Tough Mudder? 
kind of sports. Yeah, well, what were you doing? So basketball. I mean, you brought a basketball with you, so. That's how I wanted to play basketball. I, yeah, I played basketball in, in Berlin actually, um, but I played basketball growing up. Yeah, you don't see that a lot. Like basketball is a sport everyone does in the park, you know, and. Yeah. And no, I was part of sailing. a serious team. Yeah, actually, yeah, it was right, the only right. sport yeah. you could do in my school if you were a girl. Oh. Yeah. Why? French French schools are not really into sports. It's not encouraged, and you have class oh. from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's just not encouraged. I Even don't know if about it's how Austria is, but in the UK, I mean, I was in a French school. In the UK, they have afternoons off. In Germany, also. Right. Um, French schools is not encouraged, and this coach did it on his own time. So we we trained from 8 to 10 p.m. On Mondays and Wednesdays, and then five hours on Saturdays. Yeah, we would go to this boys' school oh. to train there because the school didn't even allow us to be there. Jeez, um, that's yeah. We do like ten hours a week, which is a huge commitment. Wow, yeah, it is. Well, so you had tournaments and all that. Yeah. So, who's your favorite basketball player of all time? Who's your? I actually didn't really grow up watching it at all, um, but I do like Golden State a lot, and I like Steph Curry a lot because he's. Just plays really good, but everyone, I mean, it's so easy to love. It's really interesting because I meet a lot of people who are very much into sports but don't absolutely not watching any of the professional sports. Ah. It was the same thing for MMA when I, I was the right, you were, yeah, I was absolutely not in, into two guys beating each other up. You like, like MMA? Yeah, I was doing it for five okay. years. Okay, nice. Yeah. I really, I was really into jujitsu last year, Brazilian, loads of it. I mean, no gi jiu jitsu basically. Did you hear yeah. Berlin? Yeah, in Spitfire gym. Oh, uh, no, okay, I don't know. Okay, now I I'm part of Fenris, but yeah. Yeah, I, we talked about, the, I love, about it today. It's my favorite gym. Um, if Robert, Robert Schultz is the owner and he's the funniest guy, honestly. Mm -hmm. If you can ever take his 8 a.m. badass fitness classes, he's so he's so entertaining. He's just like an angry German guy. He's actually <laughs> really funny and he screams at you as, as he's playing like Metallica or. Any, oh, any type of music. Um, yeah, he's made me cry a few times. <laughs> but yeah. he's the funniest guy? He's amazing. <laughs> I mean, if, you, if you're working out to not cry, I don't know why you're working out. Oh, that's, well, that's tough. Tough mother, huh? Tough mother. Yeah. What about your name? Lala69. Why, why choose Lala69? Um, I, I don't know if I'm allowed. It's a real person, so mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about. Uh, just go with the book. <laughs> Um, well, she's my roommate, and I think I was drunk when I chose the name, and I was at a factory party, in fact. Um, oh, hey. And, yeah, she's just my inspiration since coming to Berlin, so okay. I went for it. It's actually cool because Lala is also part of Rectic, just <laughs> in a different name. <laughs> yeah, she's freaking amazing. Um, I love her, and I don't know why. I, we were trying to get her to come, and she wasn't coming, and then she became my name. So. Uh -huh. Why the number? Uh, random number. Hmm. Hmm. I see. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> because data is sexy, guys. Right. <laughs> so why would you say data is sexy? Um, because a number like that can make you um, think about something completely different. <laughs> <laughs> and data is sexy. I mean. How so? You guys, you guys in your business, you go to investor meetings. You you have to make your data sexy. Even the way you described to me your usage, or was it Lucas? I think it was Lucas. Lucas. Tvor. Tvor. Oh. Yeah, his his username. No, I don't know. We gotta bleep it T out. T yeah. It's not very pronounceable. Tivor. 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 Tvor. Actually, Tvor. 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 Tv
the voice. The voice of Oh, uh, no. So oh, actually, it will work too. The it voice would work, work yeah. But yeah, it's actually his last name, but we. No, actually, he wanted to oh, name. Me. He wanted to name the app like that. <laughs> I absolutely stepped down and said, "No, we are not going to do that." <laughs> he wanted to put his own name in the, the name more, of the app. Yeah. <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah. But I thought you guys said you were going to name it Kiki. Yeah, Kiki was in the discussion. Yes. Kiki. Why Kiki? Well, Kiki actually, we, we, oh, Kiki yeah. is a name that that goes in every language, so it actually works out. Okay. Pretty much. And Kiki is easy to pronounce and everybody knows how to write it. With Ragtag setting, that's not the case. And uh, Kiki, and then we looked for meanings for Kiki, and it was not taken yet. And um, we found out that actually in African American um, gay communities, Kiki means to have a dashing good party behind closed doors, which actually was kind of fitting. Oh, hey. But then we found out what Kiki means in French, and that was the end of it. How did you not what know does that, What does that mean? I don't know, I didn't think about it, to be honest. Uh, Six, Kiki. Kiki? Kiki? It's just like a small dick, it's like kids. <laughs> 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 it's, like, no, it's like when kids talk about their penises, they're yeah. like, oh, Kiki. Ah, okay, well, that... No, no, no. No. <laughs> no. no. So basically, we, we... And Kiki is also how I called out my friends, so I'm glad you didn't... Yeah, but that, that could work. I mean, you call your friends small penis? Mm, yeah, I don't think about it that way, but um, now, now that you say it, maybe, maybe I do. Oh, their name is Kiki. No, like Carol, Kyle. Oh, okay. Will become right, right, Kiki. Okay. And it would give Ragtag basically a feminine touch, which is desperately needed because <laughs> we're a bunch of dudes working on this project. Sure, that's that's hence my comments on your photo. Yeah. <laughs> oh right, yeah, I like that. It's absolutely. Yeah, okay. we're just guys, and then uh, Lala69 posted uh, several hot dogs. Yeah. yeah, thank God you have your my imaginary friend to, to even it out. Balance for you guys it out, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not on that photo though, but Not yeah. Not on that photo though, yeah. So we also saw you were a yoga instructor. I did do it, yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, what's the story behind 200 that? 200 hour training, sorry. 200 hour training? Yeah. I, I just, when I left New York, I just wanted to do something different and that's why I spent a month in Bali and I did a yoga teacher training which is actually more intense than you might think it's like 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. every day and you have wow. to do two hours of yoga a day like to meditate very unlike yoga I thought it's more about relaxing the MMA UFC mm -hmm. they all do yoga because they have to because yeah. otherwise you're just like cramped right, up right mm -hmm. and you can be much stronger if you're relaxed and yeah yeah, and you need to stretch your muscles because right. the, you're just tensing your muscles the whole time. Um, right. So you need to do the opposite. So you, you do or like sitting on a desk all day. Oh yeah. Your muscles and your legs just shorten, so you have to stretch your hamstrings. Otherwise, yeah. I I met really cool people. My two best friends were probably that he's spirit. Like I realized I was very unspiritual compared to a lot of the people that did it. Mm. Um, because when Blue Moon came out, everyone brought their crystals to class and recharged <laughs> them. But I got two really good friends out of it—a Korean girl and a oh, hey. British girl. So wait, what? So what do they? What is that exactly? Like what? you said, Blue Moon. Yeah, it's. Uh, do you don't know about? Do you know about crystals? I don't want to uh, get into crystals. Really. Oh, okay. <laughs> Next time, invite that girl, Goody Goody Gula, or whatever her name is on, mm -hmm. on Rectag, okay. um, the four twenty sixty nine. Okay. She's oh, she she's a witch, so if you want to learn about witchcraft, crystals, <laughs> your signs, Wait, I'm she not calls even herself kidding. a witch? No, she is a witch. She doesn't call herself a witch. Don't be, don't be rude. Oh, no, no, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you should invite her over. She's been a great participant on your app. Mm -hmm. um, 
and What's her name she again? can enlighten you on crystals because she knows about this stuff. All right. Okay, that sounds interesting. Mm -hmm. Wow. So you, okay, so you met a lot of people there. We saw on your Facebook, you, like you, you mentioned Bali, and you traveled in many places, right? I mean, you do uh, surfing, but yeah. very different type. I'm of not a very good surfer, but my friend I went with, she's half Hawaiian, and she, um, she's an extremely good surfer. So, she, yeah, she brought me on this. We went to Lofoten in North of Norway. And we did some Arctic surfing. Arctic surfing. It was so it was really fun because we stayed with this big group of Norwegian guys who are all surfers, and they have this uh, remote working hostel. Maybe it's an advertisement for them. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, she met them surfing in Portugal, and they told her you should come to our hostel sometime and stay with us. So we did, and they took such good care of us for a week. And nice. Yeah, we just... And the waves are good enough to... They're amazing. Really? They're huge. And there's no corals, so actually it's quite nice because you don't fear falling down. Right. Uh, but it's freaking freezing. And no sharks too, right? No, there's no sharks. <gasps> so cool. Oh, that's so But you cool. have like full meets and waves. Jesus. It's actually scary. <laughs> Whoa. I drank a lot of water. <laughs> That's cool. Jeez, that's really cool. Yeah. So. And the water is not as salty, right? Because then uh, from it's the nice. glacier, yeah. Yeah, it's really, it's really nice. It's really fresh. Um, I mean, I went end of February, and there were the Northern Lights, so it's an amazing time to go. Oh, end nice. of February, beginning of March is the best time for Northern right. Lights. So you were actually surfing while under Northern Lights? No, we didn't go at night. Huh. Yeah, that's dangerous, right? But in the summer, um, they told me so. It's so far north that there's three months no, like it's only sun. It's just daylight for mm -hmm. three months. Mm -hmm. So during that period, it's the best time to go surfing because anytime the waves are the best, you can go surfing. Mm -hmm. Oh, even at night, right? Because yeah. there's no night, yeah. Even these kids didn't do it. They were Vikings. They were insane. Mm -hmm. Every day, surfing for hours in the ice cold. So aggressive. Jesus. That's pretty cool. Huh? Is it, was that your favorite travel of all time? Yeah, it was really good. Yeah? I don't know, favorite I mean, you travel. went to Zanzibar. Yeah, I went. To, uh, one of my best friends is Gabonese, so we went to Zanzibar together. She has a oh, nice. house there. You said Tanzania? Uh, yeah. Oh, Tanzania, okay. Because it's, it's an island, right, but it belongs to Tanzania, right? It's actually the only country that actually in the world, wherever a couple of countries um, went together and created one country together, instead of split up. Really? Yeah. Zanzibar and Tanzania? Zanzibar and Tanzania. And no, actually Zanzibar. Zanzibar used to be three different countries and they closed together, actually. They joined forces, which was really cool, actually. Oh. Yeah. When is Rectag going international so that all these countries can have... <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually in a couple of weeks. Really? Yes, yes, yes. yes. So basically what we are changing is basically that uh, every, because we got a lot of feedback that people want to communicate with people from other cities or yeah. other, somewhere else. Or if they go on holidays and want to communicate with people back in the town. So we're going to change something so if you post, everybody will see it. Did you do a boot camp, like, like, like a sports boot camp too? No, that? but I did spend a month in Thailand last summer. No, I did loads of Muay Thai Jiu Jitsu and oh. CrossFit there. Like every day. It was an insane. It's Whoa. an insane spot because people just go to do sports. Mm -hmm. They don't want to party. They just want to do sports all day long. And you just School? have a lot of like pro MMA fighters. You have a lot of Damn. fat people who want to get fit. Mm -hmm. uh, and you have just like people who enjoy sports. And it's everyone just goes there for months and mm -hmm. just. You, everyone's really into working out. It's amazing. 
and the similar thing. <coughs> I was in a kung fu monastery a couple of years ago. Oh, it's amazing! And it was the same mentality. It was such a, so nice because everybody went to sleep at nine o'clock. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they had to wake up at five o'clock in the morning, and it completely changed the way people interact with each other because. In Europe especially, the, the average interaction is sort of centered around alcohol. And so people would go, stay late, go in the bars. It's typical for Germans especially to go for a beer after work. I didn't drink a single drop of alcohol in, I think, more than eight weeks. It was really nice. Cool. But it's hard because one night we felt like going out and then no yeah. one wanted to. Uh, did you see, because uh, I heard people do this, to desensitize their shins? They'd roll glass bottles on their shins until I, they don't. I didn't go that far. I never, <laughs> okay, I never heard that. No, I spent my whole month actually hanging out with just MMA fighters. Um, they didn't. They didn't do that. They did not do that. Oh, in order to kick better. They just keep kicking each other. That's what they do. Glass bottles. Yeah. That sounds really psychopathic. Yeah, I read a book on it. It's actually really. I'm know. sure people do it. I'm <laughs> sure people do it. I love Muay Thai, but I love Muay Thai why? Because you're just. just freaking going at it, right. but I think Jiu-Jitsu is such a smart sport. Um, it it's like chess, but yeah. just, you just have to keep orienting yourself. We talked about it earlier, right? And then uh, I also did Jiu-Jitsu and uh, like I weigh 100 kilos and then I fought a guy who was like 60 kilos and he just beat the, sh you know, like it was amazing. I was so impressed by it. Yeah. Because just weight and height and strength it's, doesn't it's matter amazing. that much. Yeah, just mm. technique and all right. Alright. Cool. To you, we asked your imaginary friend the same thing. To you, what's the most sexy voice you've ever heard? Your imaginary friend? <laughs> <laughs> she's actually a friend she's of mine. She, he told me too. He told me sexy. too, like, wow, that voice was super sexy. She's, she's quite sexy. Yeah, a friend of ours. She does have a good Yeah, she does, yeah. I like deep manly voices. Right, so obviously. Mm. Who and likes a high pitch? Yoga, yoga teachers, there are men with deep voices. I go back to them. <laughs> it's just so <laughs> soothing. Do you like your own voice? I, as I told you, if I hear my voice, I'm not particularly fond of it. Really? Why? No, I don't know. It just sounds strange. Really? Do you like your accent? Because you have this, like, a mix of. You know, you have this British accent, but yeah, then also a hint of French in there. Yeah, depending on what you talk about. Yeah. The accent change, which is the first time I actually noticed some in, in, in a person. I like it a lot. It's, it's really interesting. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how it works. Mm. I think it's hard to meet people in Berlin, and I don't know if you is that true? this. I think it is quite hard. Why? To, because, I don't know, I, first of all, people don't really flirt here when you go out in bars or clubs. <laughs> people are more, and especially German guys. And I've experienced it because I have German guy friends and I'll go out with them and they'll like a girl but they'll never make a move. They'll be like, Tiff, please help me. And, and then I'll introduce them, I'll do it, and then they'll stand there awkwardly and not say anything. And yeah, it won't go any further. Um, but German men are not very aggressive with women in general. I've right. only been flirted with in clubs when I was completely on my own, maybe dancing. Oh. So what, what, is it different in, in the UK? Or? Yeah, people will come up to you. Or if you, if you have eye contact, people will come and flirt in general. Right. People don't do that here. Yeah, yes. I heard it's actually a cultural... Uh, like, uh, after the Second World War, there were so many women, compared to men, because, you know, the men died in the war. Yeah. That the men were... Uh, 
in such a demand that they just waited till the women approached them, and apparently that just stayed. That's so interesting. Yeah, that's what I heard. I don't know if it's true. But then France had the same problem, right? So it uh, wouldn't make because in France, in f yeah, in France, it's the men make. And in France, right? it's fucked up how you're raised because I I was really confused when I came to the U.S. Um, because you're literally taught to say no and stay like say no as much as possible even if you like someone you know mm. you don't really, really? feel that as a woman in country it's not a very positive thing um, oh. I would not flirt the same way with a French person a German person or an American person let's put it this way okay wow yeah I think it's just very it's just different cues um, it's just a different way of flirting it's a different way of dating well in the US you have all these rules right and you Date, you, you need to date, you need to go on a certain amount of dates before you can hook up or you have sex with them because otherwise right. you're too easy. And then, I mean, I, I never really followed the rules, but my friends had so many rules, it was insane. And then there's all these rules about like first you're dating, then you're maybe exclusive, and then you're like together. Like, you know, I feel like in Europe when you start seeing someone, you kind of focus on them perhaps and you're not obsessively also looking at your other options, whereas uh, in the US, or at least in New York and in my university, as long as you weren't exclusive, it was fair game and you just could hook up with whomever you wanted and it's just a very different mentality right. that way. Wow. You guys, we have to wrap it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Thanks so, a lot for the talk. Yes, thank thanks. you guys for this interesting talk. <laughs> yeah, it was really interesting, Lala69. Thanks for <laughs> all the stories you shared with us and that was our second podcast. And stay tuned for more, with more interesting guests, and you're always welcome to come back again. We'd love to hear more of your stories. Yeah. So invite me with your imaginary friend. Ooh. Oh, we could do that! And the witch. And the witch. <laughs> right. Once we, once we interview the witch as well, then, then, then we might do a, like a... Like a, a bigger round table? Yeah, not sure how that would work out, but let's see. I mean, see. this could be a very interesting episode. <laughs> yeah, it would be. Do you guys know about witchcraft? No. Yeah. She will enlighten you. Oh, hey. Does she can also read cards. Does she read palms as well? Uh, no, she reads cards. She reads cards. Has she done it on you? No, but she will. Mm. Tarot cards, yeah? Yeah. Does she do this? Because uh, Floki93 told me the story once that um, <laughs> he doesn't believe in witchcraft, but this one time there was a, like a shaking table. Oh, I, I changed my opinion. I absolutely believe in witchcraft. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that, that thing, I absolutely Really? To be honest, yes. No, go on. But I will tell you afterwards. Alright, okay. Uh, for the next podcast. Alright. Cool, thanks, thanks everyone for listening and uh, stay tuned for our next episodes. Thanks again to Dana69. Thanks a lot.